Epilogue. The First Woman. I met Eve sometime in my 30s. Somewhere in the slavery. Well, slavery might be too harsh of a word, but get real, I am a woman. And when it became my time for reproduction of the human race, it was a split second on the man's part and nine months, not to mention the rest of my life, on my part. Somewhere during that time, the word slavery must have entered my mind at least once or twice. But really, it is more like the feeling of love which brought about the act of sex leading to the bond-servanthood of motherhood. I birthed the babies, cared for the babies, and I served my husband with a loving heart, at the same time wondering, why did I care so much? Don't get me wrong, I love my children, each one of them. I have four, two boys, and two girls, perfect in every way. After carrying around their growing body within you for nine months, after the pain of childbearing, the joy when you see your wee infant's face is irreplaceable. There is nothing that matches this joy, except for the inner joy that I have experienced in my own soul as I worship and have fellowship with my Creator through the Messiah, God's Son, Jesus. The reason that I mentioned the taboo word slavery is that at the time, it seemed I was enslaved to a much greater master that centered on love, sex, and the reproductive cycle. I hated being a woman, by the way. I don't anymore, but I did then. I felt women were treated as subordinates, and this always bothered me. I reflected on the fact that I could read about history, but not often herstory because most likely a woman who might have made history had died in childbirth or was under the burden of caring for her 10 children plus a husband and never got to fulfill her dream to be a doctor, artist, or mathematician. She may have been a writer with no pen. And even if she had a pen, she may have had no time to jot her thoughts down on paper. I felt that somehow the placement of women in the big picture was not right, Husbands and hormones seem to control my life and many other women's lives. There must be more. While reading the Bible one day, I realized that almost every book in the Bible was written by a man. Jesus was a man. God proclaimed himself to be the father, which later I came to realize might have more to do with King James English than God actually being the father and only the father, for I believe God is much more multifaceted than that. If you want to learn more about the real names of God, you can check out the Hebrew names of God and their meaning. Anyway, I felt that women were cheated somehow. Why? I felt a strong calling to write about God. Where did I fit in among generations of male writers, preachers, priests, prophets, and evangelists? I took the Bible and hurled it, yes, hurled it across the room. OMG, what have I done? Did lightning strike me? Well, no, but a revelation came to me. It is his story for some reason. And yes, as a woman, I am in some kind of slavery. It's called the curse. Now you may not believe this, and frankly, I don't care. I'm merely sharing my first-hand experience with Eve and the garden, the Garden of Eden, to be precise, 
and how this encounter changed my life and my perspective as a woman forever. By knowing these truths, I was set free to live happier and more fulfilled than before. The Curse After Eve ate the first bite of the forbidden fruit, the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the one tree God said not to eat of, which she did, of course, and Adam followed suit. As a result, all of humanity came under a curse. The curse for women, in a nutshell, was husbands and hormones. Yet within that curse was an ultimate blessing found in her future offspring, which Eve has talked about in these pages. Men have their own curse. After the fall, they were cursed to toil for their food and any other sort of provision or productivity. But we women have taken on that curse as well, and some men are glad to give it up to us. So where are we women now, in the 21st century? I say this tongue-in-cheek, but haven't you ever heard that rhyme, a man will work from sun to sun, but a woman's work is never done? Now, another thing you must know about me, before you get all jumpy and start to gossip about me or point a finger at me, is that I was not happily married. So I may have been a bit sadder with the whole husband thing than others might be. This was my genuine experience. This is where I met Eve. And this is how she told her story to me. I have written it down, word for word. And as she spoke of the garden, her life in the garden and her life outside the garden, her voice sang like a melody of a quiet revolution that I grew to be a part of. Her words kept ringing in my ears until I had to publish her book. I hope you find wisdom in Eve's memoirs to set you free and equip you as a woman to live a more satisfying life in the garden, outside the garden, and in your own inner garden. I personally have a Judeo-Christian bent, but I believe the words of Eve are universal and can reach cross-culturally to any woman who has ever struggled with being a woman. As Eve's daughters, we share a commonality that transcends national, religious, and racial borders. I don't know if this will be your answer. It was my answer, and that's why I wanted to share Eve's words with you. Lori Matisse the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Isaiah 61